This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome. Friday, 24 March, Year of Our Lord, 2023, uh, Waco weekend. The Waco um, rally is tomorrow. Of course, the Murdochs have blinked. The Murdochs have blinked, and uh, and uh, President Trump will return to Sean Hannity for an hour sit-down after Sean Hannity and these guys blocked him for, what, a year or however it is. They understand the way this is trending, uh, the... the um, Numbers, uh, in fact, I'll call for that CNN thing to be played again. Uh, the uh, numbers are just incredible on the Republican primary as DeSantis continues to get crushed here. And now he's flapping around with, they got another thing out today about, you know, oh, he's, he's a neocon on some things and not a neocon on others. It's just awesome. He's, I think um, they summed it up last night, the Mike Tyson strategy. Everybody's got a strategy until you get punched in the mouth and then you start wandering around. And that's, that's where the DeSantis campaign is right now wandering um but more importantly because that's not that's all noise not signal signal is joe biden is at 38 percent in a free fall uh we're going to get a lot done here in this hour we have tiffany justice going to join us here momentarily is john frederick's ready as soon as john frederick's ready, we're going to be in east palestine next week we're not going to be maniacally focused on this uh, all the ridiculous um legal efforts because listen here's what they're trying to do they understand they can't defeat Trump at the polls. They didn't defeat him in 2020. Remember, Biden is totally and completely illegitimate. They um, they have to use now lawfare, and they're coming at him every different way, from Fulton County to New York City to to the uh, to Jack Smith and this group. It's all we're not going to spend time on the stuff. We're just not because it's all bogus. It's all bogus, and he only gets stronger uh, as we unite, not just the Republican Party, but what Harry Enten said. You're you're uniting a coalition that the Democrats would love to have, working class people, people making under $50,000 plus minorities. I also want to state, and we'll play this when we play the CNN thing later. Remember, they say $50,000, you're uneducated. Well, hey, uh, you know, my, my grandfather, my dad, uh, you know, I don't know if my dad ever made more than 50000 bucks in a year. They were the, you know, and they didn't go to... Uh, Ivy League or Ivy League adjacent schools, but they were two of the most educated guys I ever met because they read uh, voraciously and they thought about the world, right? So it has nothing to do with your income level. It has nothing to do with your education level. And that's what we proved on the show. You just, you just had a Stephanie Pomboy, who's one of the most sophisticated macro strategists out there on the show and, and using terminology that this audience has now become quite uh, nomenclature and terminology this audience is quite familiar with. Uh, you, 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 this show is much more sophisticated than any other show in the world on topics of importance. And uh, we have an audience that understands that and, and immerses themselves, uh, learns as we put up links, etc. because people are thirsting for information. They're thirsting for knowledge. And the way that the systems run today to abuse you 
is to keep you in the dark and to just have this ridiculous spin that's on most of cable TV. Uh, we refuse to do it, and that's why the show continues to grow because people thirst for this. Uh, Dave Brett, I got Steve Cortez. Uh, Dave Brett, Dave, continue on with yours. Yep. I'm going to get John Fredericks here momentarily. We're going to talk about going to eat. We're, we're in East Palestine next week. The war room will be there for two days because we want to meet the people in East Palestine. But more importantly, what we want to do is make sure that they have their, uh, their case made to the country about exactly what's going on, what happened, yep. the timeline of how it happened, and what's happening with them now. Dave Brett, take it away, Great. sir. Yeah, Denver, if you want to, I'll just get through one chart. Uh, and uh, the signal is behind this chart. It's the, got the FOMC statement on that came out last week, uh, this week. And uh, that, you know, markets kind of stayed sideways. That wasn't the devastating thing. Then the Secretary of the Treasury comes out after saying uh, they're going to implicitly guarantee another $10 trillion of deposits. Uh, a day later, well, we changed our mind. We're not going to. And then the, the, the red plunges. But then the real news behind this chart is Wall Street finally reveals they do know that 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 statement right there, that we may back up all deposits, that's the end of the free market system. You will right there at that moment completely devalue the dollar and collapse the workings of our free market system. So the only time they make that case, though, that you need free markets, the free market system, of course, is when they're in dire danger of losing their future. And so I just want to go back to one. My closing point is the only thing that made us rich, right? It wasn't technology. There's always been technology, always been geniuses, always been banking, always been markets. But it's the choice of the free market system that made us rich. That's Robert Heilbroner going back 20 years. That is unique to 1776. The Chinese are getting rid of that right now, and they're going to collapse because of it. They use the market system and market reforms. Now they're going to go hardcore Marxist-Leninist. So there's my prediction on China. They got some hard days ahead of them. And this is the key for the U.S., right? Our, our Congress needs to support the, the workings of the free market uh, system for manufacturing, for the people that actually make stuff in the real economy. The real economy is still a carcass. The monetary stimulus is still going through. The Fed just jacked it up again. The key phrase I would suggest, uh, John Fredericks asked me, what, what would you say to the American people? What I would say is, and what the government should say and what Biden should say, if you want to have a successful country going forward, is let the buyer beware. If you ever think you're going to regulate yourself out of risk, you're crazy. The billionaires have lawyers. They're smart. They'll find workarounds on the next regulation you put in front of them in the banking sector. They'll figure out how to maximize profits, do things the average person can't Look, do. Look, I, I would, I would, I would argue, I would argue you haven't, yeah, but you haven't had a free market in this since 2008, right, since the right. collapse when we came yep, in and bailed exactly. bailed out the. Talk, talk to, talk to me about the 1.5 trillion. Back yep. that you talk about 1.5 trillion of of liquidity, which means yep. your cash, right, yep. went into the system last week. What do you mean by that? Well, that, you know, that's what they did uh, after the 0708 financial crisis. Now we got the everything bubble, like Palm Boy just said. She went right through it, just a great exposition on what the excess liquidity does. So now you have these one-offs on Silicon Valley Bank. That is not a systemic risk to the United States of America, right? You just shut down the whole economy and put all of America out of work for two years. And they had to struggle through it. 
And so you got to be kidding me, right? So SVB is a systematic. What, it, what it's a risk to is the governor of uh, California had some money in it and his buddy's got some money in it. And so you cover them with the full FDIC uh, money. And then that wasn't enough. It spread over. And now it's very interesting, right, to my main point I was making about the free market system. Europe's given up on the free market system 30 years ago, right? And now look who's imploding, right? That it credits Swiss. Uh, UBS, today, Deutsche Bank is in the news, shocker, right? So culture leads to the financial collapse and it all comes ultimately from spiritual collapse. And so this country still has recovery time, like you've been saying, we're there. Uh, but this 1.5 trillion, it, 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 the Fed goes out and says, right, we raise rates 0.25, whoop-de-doo, that's nothing, right? That's tightening. Uh, but they got $1.5 trillion in loosening. So they're just trying to fake out the average American uh, with with false noise. The real news is they're keeping the liquidity going. Inflation's going to keep going up. I, I might differ a hair with Pomboy on that one. I, I think this uh, sends expectations the wrong way. The signal was we were tightening and now everybody knows uh, we're probably going to get to five and then it'll go back down to four and three and two. And then the question is, does it go back down to zero if we really yeah. hit a terrible recession. Uh, the if it goes to zero, everybody in this audience will be destroyed. So uh, financially yeah. destroyed. Dave, how do people get to you? You're putting the stuff up on Getter. Where they get? Where they? Where does everybody in the audience get your stuff on social media? Yep, yep. I posted all this uh, yesterday. Brat Economics on Getter. I think I'm going to come out with a uh, book for young people on these basic economic lessons that are real world in the newspapers. Uh, because as you said, the war room's most sophisticated audience out there. You really are. When you watch the mainstream news, it's very embarrassing, uh, the, the the messaging that comes out of the financial news. And uh, Cortez does a great job of getting right at it. And Pomboy, boy, she hit it out of the park as well. Yep. So congratulations on the great show. Pomboy is great. Thank you, Brett. And thank you for sticking around. Uh, John Fredericks, we're going to be in uh, we're going to be in East Palestine uh, to show not just the support for the folks in East Palestine, but for deplorables everywhere, because we're not going to let this be forgotten. It's too important. Give us uh, some details, brother. Well, Joe Biden's not going. Kamala Harris isn't going. Governor Shapiro's not going. Mike DeWine hasn't gone. So we're going to give a voice to the voiceless. We're not going to leave it to these feckless weasel politicians that don't care about the plight of these working class people whose lives have been destroyed, not only in East Palestine, Steve, this also affects surrounding counties in Eastern Ohio and in, uh, I'm so, in uh, yes, in Eastern Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. So we're going to have a two day town hall meeting there and we're going to bring them a voice to the nation on Tuesday, March 28th. Join us. At a town hall meeting, John Frederick's media network will be there. I'm on the air 6 to 10. War Room, Steve Bannon, coming to East Palestine. He'll be there 10 to noon. 8 to 10 will be Karen and Ed on Sunrise. This is in conjunction with our radio company, REV. Rob Sig put this together. Thank you, Rob, for being there for us. War Room and Steve Bannon. We're going to be there the whole day. Then Steve Bannon comes back on War Room. 5 to 7 p.m. That's going to be our happy hour. Now, this is going to be at the famous Roadhouse Grill in East Palestine. We've purchased it for the entire day. So everybody's going to be able to come. There's going to be audience seating. 
The other thing is we're going to have food. we're going to have free food. There's a tent in the back, so for the overflow, you can go outside in the back with a tent. There'll be the TVs all there, so you can participate that way. Come in and out as people leave. What we want is a huge turnout. We want anybody affected by this in East Palestine, in Eastern Ohio, in Western Pennsylvania. Come out, join us. Tell us what happened. Tell us what went down. Tell us how bad things are or how good things are. Just tell us the truth so we can bring it back to the entire nation. Because nobody's going to cover this. Fox isn't there. No one's there, right? CNN's not there. Oh, no. CNN's got to go to Atlanta to cover Fannie Willis, right? They can't be bothered to go with these people in East Palestine. So we have to fill the gap. Or New York City. Or New York City. Or New York City for this, this bogus or New York City to the bogus indictment. Yep. Exactly. That's why Steve Bannon, John Fredericks, and Rob Sig, that's why we built this network, right? With hard work, yep. without a lot of money. That's why we built this network. So we could do things like going to East Palestine. Now, we've invited the representatives in the area, the politicians. I hope they show up. We've also invited all the first responders that were there, workers yep. that were there in the scene, they're all invited to come and participate in this town hall meeting. Now, it's all day Tuesday, and then Wednesday, some people can't make it on Tuesday. Wednesday, you're good to go there from 6 a.m. to noon, so it's a day and a half town hall meeting. Yep. No one yeah, else yeah. has picked up yep. the ball, Steve, but us. Uh, John, so come, really, come this is amazing. Next week, next week when they have the circus of these indictments, uh, you know, they're skipping around. We're going to be there with uh, MAGA. We're going to be there with the people that make this country work, which are East Palestine, Ohio, and surrounding areas. John Fredericks, uh, thank you so much for putting this together. Uh, really look forward to it. It's way, it's going to be the Waco rally rolling into the East Palestine. Live, I kind of call them hearings. We're going to actually hear, hear from people, see what they have to say. John Fredericks, thank you so much. Appreciate it, brother. Okay, we're going to take a Thanks. short break. We're going to get back. Uh, the Steve Cortez has got for us America's um, the illegitimate Biden regime. It's now starting to settle in on folks about what they think of the future. Okay, we're going to get into the polling. We're going to get into what people think. What what do they think about where this country's headed? All of it. Tiffany Justice will also join us. Hot off her testimony yesterday to the U.S. House of Representatives. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. Citizens, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food and you do it right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Let me repeat that. $200 per kit savings. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. 
You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, and you'll enjoy free shipping, too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Obvious. So do the numbers back this up, this regular people argument? You know, if Ron DeSantis was doing as well with voters who make less than $50,000 a year as he is with voters making over $50,000 a year, this race would be tied between him and Donald Trump. But in fact, what we see is that Ron DeSantis has a major problem among Republicans who make less than $50,000 a year. I mean, you can see it on your slide right there. He is down by nearly 30 points to Donald Trump among voters who make less GOP voters who make less than $50,000 a year. And that's the reason why he's trailing in the primary. So his clip doesn't make all that much sense to me, to be honest with you, Aaron. All right. So hold this up for one more second, just as I set up the next question. So you see that um, Donald Trump is doing much better, right, with this group under $50,000. Is that the same way it was for Trump uh, in the last cycles? Yeah. If you look back at 2016, you know, there was this whole idea that Donald Trump ran this populist campaign, right? And he was doing well among, you know, the quote unquote, his quote, poorly educated people. But in fact, there was no real gap on income. He did about as well with voters who made less than $50,000 as he did Hmm. with those making more than $50,000. So this year we've seen this income gap really grow and this Trump populist campaign really seem to take off. Okay, so that which is very interesting because and you're talking about things with Trump taking off, right? The context everyone's hearing about is all this legal issue. And is that going to put, you know, take all the bloom off the rose the, such that there was any left? But you're talking about not just income, but also a coalition yes. that appears to be coming together for Trump. Yes. That Democrats would actually like. Yeah, it's very interesting. In a Republican primary, the two groups who Donald Trump is doing very well, well amongst are white voters making under $50,000. He has a double digit advantage with them, as well as non-white voters. This is the type of coalition that Democrats would love to have in a general election. And what we're in fact seeing is that in this Republican primary, Donald Trump is doing what Democrats would love to have and what they used to have. But Donald Trump is doing it himself. They're doing stuff with, of course, but I should note with the GOP primary, that's Correct. not a high minority group. No, but they still make up well, nearly 20 percent of, of the GOP electorate. Of the GOP, which is important. Yes. OK, so for so people who might say, OK, Harry, but it's important. 20 percent significant. Yes. Thanks. Patriots, part of the promise of America has always been the belief that your children will live a better life economically than you have lived. But that expectation is vanishing before our eyes, a consequence of ruling class globalist economics. Let's look at the numbers in a chalk talk. New data out from the Wall Street Journal and the University of Chicago asks a very fundamental question. Will your children be better off? Now, there's a lot of history to this survey. If we look just over two decades ago, in the year 2001, are you confident that your children will be better off? 49% of Americans said yes, and we had a positive 7% spread. That has completely inverted to the point where now almost four times as many Americans are not confident that their children will live better lives as those who are positive on the scenario, on the outlook. This 78% not confident, by the way, it is the worst number in the three-decade history of this survey. All of these numbers should compel in us an urgency for our patriotic populist movement. We are combining cultural conservatism with economic populist nationalism. And in doing so, we are going to save this country and we are going to resurrect confidence in the next generation's ability to live the American dream. 
Steve Cortez joins us. By the way, I want to make sure everybody, because the people are blowing my phone up, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now to get the third installment, The Debt Trap. We're going to have Russ vote on tonight at 6 o'clock and go through all this. As Stephanie Pomboy has said, as Steve Cortez has said, Dave Brad, Peter Navarro, Stephen K. Bannon, the railhead of this is the out-of-control federal spending. Also, at the, when you're at uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon, get the free info kit on everything you need to know about gold. Hey, China, India, and uh, China, India, and Japan are buying it as fast as you can buy it. So maybe it's time for you to immerse yourself in information. Also, I think we're going to get Philip. Philip Patrick has been a little under the weather. We're going to try to get him. Steve Cortez, the the the, the foundational keystone of uh, America has always been generations prepared to sacrifice right. so that things will be better for our children and our grandchildren, and always that optimism that things yes. are going to get better. This is one of the most brutal put downs of the of the of the managed decline of our country by our elites, sir. Yeah, it really is. And this new survey, it's out in the Wall Street Journal, uh, National Opinion Research Center, the University of Chicago has been doing this research for 33 years. This is by far, by a long shot, the worst number ever that almost four in five Americans do not believe that their children will live a better life economically than they have lived. And you're so right, Steve. This has been an absolutely differentiating foundational promise for America. Very different from the old world where our ancestors came from. Very different from any place else in the globe, for that matter, was was the, the, the promise, the expectation, the hope, the belief that your children will live better. Uh, it has evaporated. It has vanished from American life because of policy choices and policy failures. And Steve, within that three-decade history, the reason I purposefully selected the year 2001, when we still had a positive ratio on that expectation, is because that was the year that China was allowed into the World Trade Organization on terms that were incredibly beneficial to Beijing with the full complicity of permanent Washington. Okay, by that I mean the Clinton administration, the Bush administration, people like Joe Biden, who was then a senator who was pushing hard for this. You had bipartisan Washington, D.C., and the corporate C-suites of America all unite to invite the Beijing junta, the Beijing regime, into the World Trade Organization, and they spent the next two decades decimating America's prosperity and America's manufacturing prowess. So I think it is no coincidence that we have seen this evaporation, this vanishing of hope for the future concurrent with globalist trade practices. And my point here, though, is not just to depress people because we're in an awful state. We are in an awful state. Uh, But to, I hope, compel a sense of urgency that we can still save our republic. We can reclaim it from the oligarchs. We can still restore American prosperity. We can prioritize onshoring. We, we know the policies that work. And by the way, we know that policies because in 2019, we were seeing the full culmination of America first populist nationalist economic policies under Donald Trump. And we saw prosperity for American workers as we hadn't seen in at least decades and perhaps ever, depending on which metric you choose. So we know that they work. We know that Joe Biden, unfortunately, has squandered all of that and then some and placed us into an incredibly precarious situation. And Steve, we've been talking a lot lately, and validly so, about how precarious this current situation is. But I also don't want folks, because the near-term machinations of this crisis, of this created banking crisis, uh, they're so intense, I don't want people to lose focus of the bigger picture. Uh, And let's focus on the generational aspirations of America and how important those are. And I want to give one more chart. If we can go to chart number 
one, please, too. This is from the same research and the same survey from the Wall Street Journal and the University of Chicago. And this asks, are you where you are financially in life uh, relative to your expectations? In other words, have you met your expectations in life? And the green there is yes, is in the affirmative. Only 17% of people in America say that they are better off, that they are better off where they uh, economically right now in their life than where they expected to be. 83% of Americans say they're either roughly where they thought they'd be or worse off. Only 17% outperforming expectations for themselves in their personal lives. So, Steve, there is a clear crisis of confidence in this country. It's macro. It's not just near term. It's not only because of these recent terrible headlines. Um, It is systemic right now. And the point is, Globalism, corporatism is absolutely failing. It's wonderfully rewarding for the for the chosen few, for the credentialed managerial elite, um, but is disaster for the masses. And uh, that's the terrible news. The good news is, again, our political movement is young, it is growing, and we are going to dominate and we have solutions. But boy, we better stay urgent and we better get to work because uh, the, this, the field, unfortunately, has been poisoned by globalism. The, the, and it's the, the solutions are not easy. People right. realize these are not easy solutions. And, um, you know, we are – this show, and particularly people come on, is, and we love President Trump, but we're farther right than President Trump is on, on, on government spending, on deportations, on uh, the sovereignty of the country. And President Trump's the leader of this movement. But inside this movement, you have a broad tent, and we pride ourselves – on being the hardest of the hardliners on you pick a topic, the war rooms, the hardliners with like the debt ceiling spending, what has to happen to the fed. Uh, and what I am very proud of is that eventually they come our way, right? We drag the whole thing our way because people see the logic after a while of why you have to do this. Steve, the Swiss right now are blaming the Americans for, yeah. uh, for the banking system blowing up credit Suisse, the door, you know, the, the prime minister, in Germany just came out. What do you just say about Deutsche Bank? Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you, and by the way, the Europeans, okay, incredibly corrupt. They have zombie banks that they have sustained, but they have a bit of a point. Okay. Let's be honest. The banking crisis did germinate. It did start here in the United States and then spread over there. But here's what we have on the tape right now from uh, the German chancellor, Olaf Scholz. He says, and this is reported by Bloomberg Markets regarding Deutsche Bank, there is no need to worry about anything. There is no need to worry about anything from the German chancellor. Okay, let's let's look at that in context. So yesterday, Deutsche Bank stock got hit 6% in a day. Right now, as we speak, this moment, it is down 6%. Again, it has been down double digits this morning. It is down for the month of March, Steve, 27%. It's March 24th. It has been down, it's down 27% this month. And yet, we have Olaf Schultz saying, don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Giving us the Kevin Bacon routine from Animal House. Uh, you know, you'll be fine. All right, all is well. Well, financial markets beg to differ on that. And so far, so far, financial markets, particularly bank stocks, have been incredibly accurate at predicting what is the next domino to fall. So, Deutsche Bank too. I, I should also point out is you know by orders of magnitude far larger than any of these U.S. banks that have failed or that we fear are on the brink oh, no. of failing. This so this would be a massively bigger deal big, for the world, the big, including for the United the, States. The bigger corner. Uh, uh, Steve, how do people get to your content? Yeah, please follow me at Cortez. Steve Cortez with an S. See my new chalk talk and new article. Appreciate it.
Uh, we still got American foreign policy to go through. We'll do that. We'll figure out time. Maybe we do it Monday. Steve Cortez in the worm. Thank you, brother. Stephanie Justice in the house next. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you're supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Members of the Constitution and Limited Government Subcommittee. My name is Tiffany Justice, co-founder of Moms for Liberty. Founded in 2021, Moms for Liberty has 275 chapters in 44 states and is growing every month. I want to begin by thanking you for taking up this important topic. Free speech has been chilled for too long by our own government. I applaud you for bringing attention to the intimidation and harassment of law-abiding citizens. Parents have the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children. That includes their education, medical care, morality, and religion. I want to be clear, these are inherent natural rights. Parental rights do not stop at the classroom door. We do not co-parent with the government. In March 2020, public schools across the country were closed without parental input. Tina Deskovich and I, co-founders of Moms for Liberty, were serving on school boards in Florida. School districts shifted to virtual learning, but accountability for teaching and learning was lacking. Despite documented low student engagement, graduation rates remained steady, and federally mandated services were not being provided despite continued funding. Parents watched in horror as teachers' unions fought to keep schools closed. We watched as our children struggled with depression and anxiety, their development regressing at every turn. Nationally, parents were asking when and how had we become a nation that was more concerned with protecting adults than protecting children. Parents desperately wanted to help their children, and they turned to their school boards to try to understand why it was okay for people to gather and riot in the streets and not for children to gather and learn in class. Classrooms. 
In the U.S., the right to petition the government to correct a wrong or achieve a goal is fundamental to the workings of our constitutional republic. Parents who took up this right were silenced. Then, the premier law enforcement agency of the United States of America, the FBI, was used as a weapon by the DOJ against parents who dared to voice their concerns at the most local level, their school board. Thanks to the whistleblower, we now have evidence that Attorney General Garland instructed the FBI to take action against parents and that a threat tag was created for parents who spoke up in public meetings. How dare they? One of our moms was one of those parents targeted. One minute you're making peanut butter and jelly and the next minute the FBI is calling you. You answer the phone and they want to talk to you about your comments at a school board meeting last week. Do you have any guns in your home? Do you have a history of mental health illness? Oh, and by the way, don't tell anyone we called. When this mother called me, I was numb. I was shocked. I did not know what to say. Can the FBI ask you to be confidential about their inquiry to you? I immediately worked to make the Judiciary Committee members aware of this situation. Did the actions of the Biden administration chill the free speech of parents? Yes. There is no doubt. It sent shockwaves across this country that we still feel today. And what did this mom do wrong? She disagreed with her school board. That is not illegal in this country. We, are we not allowed to have differing views? 115,000 members strong, we attended school board meetings, often facing unjust treatment. Parents were expelled, their mics were cut off, and many were prevented from speaking. We are moms, dads, uncles, aunts, grandparents, and concerned citizens. We are not domestic terrorists, and we will not be silenced to protect a failing system. The DOJ betrayed the trust of the American people. There must be accountability. While the FBI made phone calls to parents who spoke out at meetings and wrote me memos calling concerned parents domestic terrorists, I submit to you what the federal government was not doing was paying attention to educating our children. America's public education system is failing. Perhaps the silencing of parents was meant to hide these facts. But we see our eyes are open to a distressing truth that our children are being tr taught to distrust the sanctity of their own homes and to view the nation as broken and unjust. We witness schools and states fueling this fire, encouraging such beliefs to take hold. I ask you to hold accountable those that violated their oath to the Constitution, who trampled on our right to be heard, and who sought to use their position of power to subvert we, the parents. The number one indicator of student success is parental involvement. Any action by the government that undermines that jeopardizes the very future of this nation. We are joyful warriors. We are going to fight like hell for the future of this country with a smile on our face because our children are watching. Our members build relationships, spread truth to educate their communities and empower parents to do the same. That is the power of parents. Hi, Sam Bannon here with Stephanie. Okay, so I can't. So Paul, Tiffany Justice, of course. Um, incredibly powerful yesterday. Thank you. Uh, t you. Tell us about the whole thing. You you put you put something in the congressional record. Give us the whole thing. And th were the Democrats all over you? No, the Democrats didn't even really ask us any questions. Harry Jackson asked questions of us, but then wouldn't even let us give an answer. So I she brought. She was just making statements. She was in her time to make statements. Yeah, it was just. I thought it was really interesting. Um, 
the Republicans asked the one uh, Democrat witness a, a lot of questions, and I thought that was very telling because she didn't have a lot of answers for the questions they asked. You know, Pan America is supposed to be this beacon of free speech, and they said, where were you when parents were being silenced? Did you guys ever weigh in about any of this? And she had to admit that they hadn't. I brought hundreds of handwritten letters from our moms with me because Representative Jackson Lee had said in an Ed Committee meeting about the Parents' Bill of Rights uh, during markup, she said, you can't bring a hundred parents here to tell me that they're dissatisfied with their children's education. So I brought a couple hundred letters with me, and I said there are a lot more that are coming, and, and Mike Johnson, who chairs that committee, uh, put that into the record. The purpose of yesterday was what, and what was your objective as one of the co-founders of uh, Moms for Liberty? I think the purpose was really to show the fact that the NSBA had you know, gone to the Biden administration, and the Biden administration had worked through the Department of Justice to chill the speech of parents. And I think it's important to see we have a woke association, the NSBA, who immediately wrote an apology and rescinded that letter, and yet the Garland memo has never been rescinded. And so my goal was really to say, okay, listen, parents were coming and speaking out. Um, they have a right to be very concerned about public education in America. Our children are not learning to read well in school. We see the demoralization of our children. And now we see schools thinking they know better than the parents for their own children having these backroom conversations. And really it was anytime the federal government is removing parents from a guiding role in their children's education, they're not doing this country justice. Parents have to be you know, involved in everything. So just really wanted to make sure this never happens again. What do you think? This, this was a judiciary committee. This is not an education committee. So do you believe that given yesterday's hearing, they're going to we're going to they're going to back off of any of this uh, of uh, saying that parents are domestic terrorists for coming to school board meetings and voicing their concern about what's being taught their children. We hope so. I mean, I think Merrick Garland can still has time to come back and say, yes, this was a mistake. This was an overreach. I mean, I think it would be nice for the American people to see that the government's will, able and willing to restrain themselves or at least admit when they make I know, such but what a, we're seeing, correct me if I'm wrong, what we're seeing, I think, even with the force you're putting back on parents' rights, these school boards are getting. I mean, they're getting more arrogant. The teachers and the administrations are getting more arrogant. The librarians are getting more arrogant. This is this fight is now fully engaged, but they're not backing off one inch unless I'm missing it. No, I think I think you are seeing a change, Steve. I do think that they're backing off a little bit. I think what you have is a fringe that is pushing harder and harder. I think when you back someone into a corner, they're going to fight. And I think we really have them up against the ropes now showing, right? We want a lot of transparency. We want parents to be involved in decision-making. So I think what, what Jim Jordan said yesterday was that they are doing, they are still subpoenaing witnesses and they want to bring people in to talk about some of the things around this situation. And, and ultimately the goal is we don't weaponize the premier law enforcement agency of the United States against the people. The report the judiciary came out with, Steve, showed that none of the instances rose to the level of any real investigation or prosecution. The FBI, the attorney general, they said, listen, we're not seeing this happening here. So, um, you know, it, it seemed to be manufactured and, and there were some claims that it was done, you know, as a political weapon. And I'm not going to lie. I think it was. Where's the fight right now? Because this, this is the very early stages of the parental rights movement and making sure we can sort out these schools. Where 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 we stand in the in this journey, where are we? The fight is to reclaim
blame these public schools in America. I, I still, as I've said, there are always going to be a segment of the population in the United States that are going to the public schools. And the idea that these kids are being taught that our country is broken and unjust, that their homes are not safe places for them, is unacceptable. And so the fight is really in the classrooms where we see the demoralization of kids and kids are not learning to read. So uh, our moms are going to be at the forefront, having their voices heard, looking for curriculum transparency. They want to know what their kids are being taught and then making sure that the kids are actually learning. So the phase of you take the school boards over first, then you get changed at the administrators. So not, where do you stand on, on school board takeovers and where do we stand with getting rid of these administrators? We've seen some, you know, Charleston, some other examples where people go and take action. Where do we stand in the arc of that story? I think we still have a gap because there are going to be continue to be a lot of school boards that are looking for leaders, and we don't have enough conservative educational leaders. We have a few that are great. You've got Cade Brumley in Louisiana, Ryan Walters in Oklahoma, Manny Diaz in Florida. So there are people that are rising up and saying, it doesn't have to be like this in public education. Let's get back to the basics. Um, but they're few and far between. The fight for school boards continues. You know, school board elections are happening all of the time. They're not always on cycle. They happen all during the year. And so Moms for Liberty chapters are still working, vetting, endorsing candidates. And we've started a, a pack and a super pack because we want to be able to support candidates all over the country to get them over the finish line. Tina was on the other, yesterday before your testimony. I said 275 uh, chapters now? Yes, sir. Now, what's the, where are we, are we going to go to 500 chapters? or How do people, I want to make sure people are engaged in this. How do they get to you? And, and we need more chapters. We do need more chapters. And, and what we've seen is when you have a chapter in the community, you're able to bring people together and then the strength and the, unif the unification in your community against these things is really how the change happens and how you build those relationships. Momsforliberty.org, people need to start chapters. It's really great that's, way to That's make the real hit. Start a chapter. Yeah, start a then, chapter. Then you can get engaged in the school board situation, and these happen all the time. Yeah. And you guys now have a pact to say, hey, we're going to back we're gonna back these uh, conservative candidates to run for school boards because these are the most vicious fights I mean, they make Trump DeSantis look like a garden party. I mean, these are vicious, nasty fights, are they not? Yeah, they, I mean, they're happening at the most local level. But I think what is happening now is more conservatives are getting excited to run for school board. So the other message I have is think about running for school board. We need you on the front lines. And and that and people don't have to just have kids. You can be a grant. You can just be someone in the community that is concerned about the community to want to run. You don't have to have parents in schools. No, you, you don't, don't have, have to have, have in kids schools. in schools. Right. You, you don't have to have a background in education. I think what every American has to understand is that there are different experiences and roles that you've had in your life that can be very useful in government. And we need every single person to look and see what gift they can bring to this. You're on John Roberts today. You're on Fox at one o'clock. I want yeah. everybody to tune in after our show. Tiffany will be on in the one o'clock hour with John Roberts over at Fox News. You also were a home run at CPAC, particularly the podcast. How can people, I keep saying, the more content you folks put out and the more people realize this is not a group of fanatics. These are just common sense parents that want to raise literacy rates. I mean, their whole thing is to make the schools better so the kids yeah. are prepared for a post-industrial job. Yeah, and, and what we've seen in America is that there are a lot of people that would like to divide us, divide us on racial lines, divide us on political lines, divide us on religious lines. And the truth of the matter is that parental rights are an issue that can bring everyone together. So we're going to keep spreading that message and growing. How do they get to the podcast? How do they get to all your content? And once again, how do they get to Moms for Liberty? Yeah, momsforliberty.org. You can check out the podcast there. We have a page. The podcast is on um, Apple, Spotify, so you can always find it. It's the Joyful Warrior Podcast because we're going to fight 
fight like hell with a smile on our face for this country. And, and we're going to have fun doing it because it's a privilege to live in America. It's a very special country, and we're going to keep fighting. They're looking for a white wine and happy. No. Uh, last thing, this was the big tell yesterday. The Democrats did not want to take you guys on. They did not want to be on camera. They came in and read some stuff, but they didn't want it. They did not want any kind of back and forth. They knew it's a losing. It's a losing. It's a losing issue for them. I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I was ready to field questions. I wanted to have a nice debate, but nobody seemed to have any real questions for me. I told you in advance, be ready because they're gonna come hot. And then they didn't no. show up, and that is a big tell. Tiffany Justice, the co-founder, the co-founder with Stephanie Desquit, no, Tina Desquit, co-founder of Monster Liberty. One o'clock, Fox News. Our own uh, Tiffany will be on. See her then. Okay, short break. Michael and Del Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. No, it's, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that, that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. That's a convicted criminal confessing how easily a criminal can find, forge, and refile your home's title in his name. I discovered that neither my identity theft program nor homeowner's insurance protected me. That's why I chose Home Title Lock, and you should too. You could already be a victim and not even know it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get a free title scan with sign-up. You need to verify your home is still in your name. Then use code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, for 30 free days of protection. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to code Bannon for free 30 days. That's Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Okay, uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Make sure you go there now and get the uh, the third installment, The Debt Trap. We're going to have Russ vote on tonight at 6. Peter Navarro is going to be at 5. I think we're going to try to get Philip Patrick, too, from Birch Gold. We're going to talk about a lot of the uh, what's happening in the capital markets and particularly the fight to stop this out-of-control spending, which is the railhead of all the problems as inflation burns. We were honored to have uh, Stephanie Pomboy on today. I do disagree with Stephanie on, on the inflation, but that's okay. We, we, uh, you should know behind the scenes between Brad Cortez, myself, Navarro, there's often lots of disagreements about the direction of all this. But what we hope to do and hope we're doing is keeping you up to date and looking over the other side of the hill so you can get in front of it. But make sure you get to uh, everything with Birch Gold right now, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Just make sure you get in there. Get the lace in the debt ceiling, and then they've got all kind of uh, free brochures, information kits. We're trying to immerse you in information. One of the things we're trying to do is immerse information. That's why we have these segments every day because we got to keep. There's so much going on in Wisconsin and all these places. We need to stay focused on election fraud and really election crimes. Uh, the Election Crime Bureau by Mike Lindell. He ain't backing off one inch. Mike, give us an update, Dave. We got this huge race 
in Wisconsin for the Supreme Court, as, as uh, Scott Presso tells us, nothing's more important than that race in 2023. It's the biggest race of this year. You've got this now new situation in Arizona, and I think people are getting their hands around what this trial is going to be and how important it is because Kerry mm-hmm. Lake is the legitimate rightful governor of that state. Uh, get us up to speed on everything that's going on. As you you stay on top of this twenty four seven. People should know. I talk to Lindell a couple of times every day, and it's almost never in the same place. I mean, he gets back to the to focus on the business. But man, you're on the road more than any guy I've ever seen. You're flying to Tennessee. You're in Texas. You're going. You're going everywhere. So get people up to speed on on what's going on. Yeah, I just had the last two days. We actually had big meetings with the Election Crime Bureau and. Uh, like you can check it out, everybody, electioncrimebureau.com. This umbrella is the whole country. Find out what's happening in your state. But right now, I talked to Carrie Lake yesterday and the lawyers, and, and uh, this case goes back now to push the Supreme Court. Big win, huge win. I can't tell you all this. Uh, just that they pushed it back. The signatures gone. go back to the judge, uh, the original judge, I believe. And, uh, and now there's a hundred and some thousand signatures that should be looked at. And remember, this is the only difference of 17,000. Now, depending on what he does, let's say they don't do anything. Well, we're going right to the U.S. Supreme Court. We're not stopping everybody. This is, this is, a, I, I compared it yesterday talking to Kerry. This is like a breakthrough, you know, an open door, finally, a breakthrough with the judges. Remember, no judges have looked at the evidence in this country based from the 2020 election based on merit. They, none of the judges for that election. So this is a breakthrough of the 2022 election. But when all, when, when this starts, when the walls start crumbling down, Steve, it's just going to, whoa. And now, uh, and we've got cases going on in almost every state. Uh, there's upwards of 50 lawsuits going on. This is just the most important one right now because tell, 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 tell me, why, why is this, why is this, everybody's been telling this is the most important and the fact that Maricopa County, during the they were freaked out that this was even going to come up, uh, and in fact, right. to wit, I think the new uh, Secretary of State is trying to charge, uh, trying to bring criminal charges on Kerry, even for bringing this up. Why is this such a hot? Why is signature verification? We knew this about Pennsylvania in 2020. Why is it such a hot topic? And why the Maricopa County officials and nobody wants to get into this. Nobody wants to have this retrial. Nobody wants to even talk about right. this. Mike Lindell. It's so cut and dry, and it's non-subjective. Here's, it, you have to do this, and they didn't do it. They didn't verify signature. They didn't do it. There's so many things that they broke the laws of Arizona and our country, and it's so cut and dry. If this, if you broke this law, or if you didn't follow these guidelines, you this is what the result is. And the result, Steve, is Maricopa County would be taken out of the the 2022 election, and Carrie Lake then becomes governor because the rest of the state voted her in as governor. Now we've offered them, or you know, one of the other um, uh, the other thing they could do is have a new election within Maricopa County uh, by the special uh, a special third party uh, running the election. That was another thing we put in there for relief. But it's the they don't want this out. You remember what happened in Maricopa County, everybody, was so blatant. They broke so many laws that if we don't fix this, if we don't stop this now, why even have elections? If you're just going to say, oh, you broke a law, so what? You broke a law, so what? This has went on in all these states like Pennsylvania, where you had more votes than voters the last three elections. This is, you know, we've got to 
this is a huge breakthrough. I just can't. I'm so excited this week because the Supreme Court of Arizona, even though it's one, one of the things that that's the open door we've been waiting for, everybody. Mike, tell me about the uh, the pillow as as people uh, get it delivered. They're on. Uh, they come back and say, "I wish I'd had this thing a long time ago." So what What did you do to make this pillow the two point oh? Uh, so, and by the way, go to mypillow.com promo code War Room right now. Buy one, get one free. Plus, all the other sales that Mike Lindell has been nice enough to put up on a square. But what what is it about this pillow that makes it such a uh, that people love it so much already, just right out of the box? Well, sleep is about height and temperature. It's about keeping your neck straight at night. So the patented fill, the MyPillow 2.0, wherever you move it, it holds there. But there was a thread developed in our country, in the U.S., and I heard about about a year ago, and I, it's a cooling thread. It's a temperature regulating thread. I said, we've got to, we've got to make a, uh, a cover, a fabric, a MyPillow exclusive fabric. And we did. And so you combine that with the patented fill of the, of the original MyPillow. And now you have the best sleep in history. It is, you're not flipping that pillow over. You're, you're, you're being, being able to adjust it. You set it, so to speak. And a lot of people, you wake up, a lot of people wake up in the same position they went to bed in because they're getting that great, great sleep and deep sleep. And, uh, like you always say, Steve, you might get a little bit of sleep, but at least it's quality now. It's quality. And that's so no, important. That's what you and, have to do. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I want to thank everybody too. Here. We're doing our our, our my pillow sheets, everybody. The for kale on sale, thirty nine dollars. We're clearing them out. Thirty nine dollars for king size, thirty five for queen. Mike Lindell, thank you very much. Thank you for the election crime bureau. Charlie Kirk follows us on Real America's Voice next, right here. Of course, Tiffany going to be on Fox at 1 o'clock. We didn't even get a chance to talk about TikTok and the CCP. All of that from 5 to 7, plus Road Rust Vote and Peter Navarro. See you then. Back here at 5 o'clock. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension. High blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.